ladies and gentlemen, and spooky trick-or-treaters across the land. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Emo Brown, The Weekly. Ooh. Why The Weekly? Because you never know. It might be on a Monday. It might not be. Today isn't a Monday, so Metiche Monday it yeah, is. Brought to you by the wonderful people at Grasshopper for all your medicinal, recreational, cannabis needs. Make that car clock get 50% back going in on Tuesday. Get 30% off. $12 gets you three pre-rolls. $24 gets you six. That's arithmetic. That's how that works. Pay them a visit. While you're there, tell them you're my cousin. I don't know if that'll get you anything, but might as well. Everyone else says it's my cousin. Shit. I'm about to be your cousin. Try a good job, UPS. I'll get you in, dog. <laughs> Look into the camera. You want me to commit way too hard. Though. Angel, g- give, give him a, a single shot. Give me your UPS pitch, fool. I'll get you in. What's your UPS pitch? What can I do for Brown? All right. You're not getting a job. <laughs> I'll tell you that shit right now. That's not happening, bro. You're, you're not getting there. Grasshopper, I'm telling you, for all the things in life, make, make it happen. Three punk ales, three punk ales, three punk ales. Let's set sail with Kiki today oh. on three punk ales. What do we got going on, Kiki? Uh, well, we got uh, beer week this week. God damn it. I always do that, don't I? Yeah. It was a soft one this week, <laughs> yes. though. You're all right. That's all right. you, bro. It's, it's getting better. Uh, uh, well, we got beer week. And with Beer Week on Monday, we're going to be at uh, the Tom Ham's Brews, Views, and Chews event. Time out. I love that event. Don't look at me. Look at the camera. There you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I forget. I love that event. The Tom Ham's event, I think I've gone to it once for sure, maybe twice. Probably some of the best food you'll have in a festival setting. So it's us and how many breweries are going to be there? Uh, I believe there's like eight other breweries. All right, it's going to be from 6 to 9, November 6th. $50 a ticket. Scan for an event and ticket information. A lot of breweries. I know we're on there. I saw Fall. I saw Embolden. Yeah, Artifacts. Too. Artifacts. A bunch of breweries. Mm-hmm. Basically, the who's who of who's who is going to be at Brews, News, Chews, and Drews. <laughs> Drink the booze. My dudes. My dudes. <laughs> <laughs> what day is November 6th? Uh, Monday. It's on Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday. All right, there you go. Don't look at me. Bro, this right is now. just weird. Don't look at me. <laughs> Little puppet. What else we got going on? For? What, uh, so wait, wait, wait. This is it. We are at the precipice of Beer Week. San yes, Diego Beer Week. Starting Friday. San Diego Beer Week is a big deal in San Diego. So huge that they decided to make it a week long. Different events every day starting on Friday. The yes. kickoff is Friday. Tell me about that. Uh, kickoff is Friday. There's going to have, uh, like most, with us, we're going to be releasing the our barrel-aged uh, brandy wine. Mm. Yeah. What else? And then uh, we got... This weekend, most of us will be at the brewery available, but we will also be at uh, the Punk in the Park Go ahead. Festival. Uh, and then uh, Tuesday, we also have the Guild doing a uh, an event at the brewery. As Here, well. let me save you, Kiki. Let me save you. Starting this Saturday at yeah. the brewery, Kevin is going to whip up a sixth of some of our most elusive batches of beer that are only available in the cellar once a year. Six dolls, for those who know, are a five-gallon serving. So there's not a lot of it. So we're going to release it, I believe, on? Friday. Out of you. We're going to be releasing five of these barrel-aged treats. And I'll spout them off at no particular order. That's 30 gallons. Our 2021 barley wine, coming in at a tasty 10.5%. Has a Cristo. That's intense. That's a a big one. Our 2022 anniversary, five-year anniversary cuvee. Otro pinji pelo. 
that one will get you on a sick one real fast. 2017 was a good year. Why? Because we made this brandy barrel aged Russian Imperial that Stout. That was really good, dude. I believe that might be my favorite beer that Kevin has ever made. That was really good. It's a tasty beer. Then guess what? 2020's version of our rum barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout. And then a 2018 bourbon barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout. Where will these be available? At both breweries. Both locations. Each location is going to have? One sixth each. There it is, bro. There it is. That I just wanted to help you. Yeah, I know. I wanted to throw you're, you a you're better, you're better with words. I, that English is my second language, my friend. <laughs> I don't know what your excuse is. English, I learned how to speak English. I take, hit, I take hits to the head a lot. Damn, bro. Hits to the head. El compa Owen telling us why. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on with 3Punk this weekend, bro? Um, Like I said, we're going to be at Punk at the Park. Mm. Um, With, you know. Uh, with uh, Descendants playing over there, Pennywise, everybody will be up at uh, Oak. I, fuck Oak Oak Valley. Oak, Oak Hill Park. Park. Oak Hill Park. That's Jesus what it is. Christ, bro! I pay you for these visits, huh? Uh, sorry. Put a poll out in the chat group. Um, how more? <laughs> how many more episodes do you want Kiki to be involved? Ooh, in? Ooh, that's a good poll. I mean, I'm Ooh. telling you, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you do take a lot of hits to the head. I'm excited for that Oak. I'm not gonna go to the Punk yeah, in the Park. No. I'm not gonna go, but I mean, I'm excited for you to be there representing the brand. We have what beers are we taking? We will be taking Kill the Poor Ooh. and uh, um, uh, our Czech Lager. Yeah, you can make any name up right now, bro. That, nobody's gonna know what you're talking about. You could have said Dead Ramones. You could have said Mike Czech Lager. Oh, all of these what, things. That, that's what we go. named it to, right? Yeah. Mike Czech, please. Yeah, there it, it is. The San Diego Lager. Red Devil. <laughs> Give me some personal news. Ah, uh, well, we're fucking fight camp. I got sick last week, so that kind of took a little turn for me. What do you mean you got sick? What happened? I got a sinus infection, bro. Yeah? Like, this shit was bad. Periqueando? ¿Qué onda? No, dude. It's the change of weather. Like, mm. I, get, I get bad uh, like I get bad allergies to change of weather, and, like, all this was blocked, and, like, I had a headache, and, like, I didn't know. For me, I thought it was just, like, oh, I'm just dehydrated, right? I'm, like, I went, and apparently I had, like, a fever of, like, 100 degrees for, like. Is that a fever? I guess. 100 degrees is a fever. That's a weak-ass fever. I didn't even know I had a fever, dog. There it is. Turns out he's just as boring talking about fighting than he is about beer. <laughs> <laughs> When's your fight, brother? Uh, it's supposed to be December 15th. We're still waiting for the confirmation on the opponent. No, no, opponent yet. no opponent yet. Oh, my gosh. You just going to fight yourself if you don't have an opponent? No. Or fight the ref? Yeah, uh, dude, you got to fight somebody. Opponent, we'll, just, we'll just find another. Um, we, they got the, another promotion, Lights Out. Okay. With, uh, Sean Merriman's promotion. Uh-huh. So... They'll throw somebody from that arena into you, or what happens? No, I'll just go to another promotion. Really? Mm -hmm. Wait, so you're not happy with Cage Warriors? No, nah, man, I, we, don't, we don't have a contract, so I can just jump around. It, really? it benefits me better free to do it like agent. that. So you're like, like a free agent? Yeah, for the most part. So I can just pick up a fight anywhere. What is going to elevate your game quickly? Just picking up a fight. More fights? Yeah. Because last time, you didn't get knocked out, but you lost, and they said you had to take some time off to heal. Before yeah, you started fighting the, again? for the cut that I took on the nose and under the eye. If you didn't get it hurt or anything, could you have picked up another fight yeah. like in a week, two weeks, whatever? Yeah, I would have just... Why are you wait. doing that? Do you need me to run your, your business over here? What's going on, dog? <laughs> you let me know. I'll jump in and I'll start like promoting and doing whatever it takes, uh, bro. I just... I'm really bad at promoting myself, man. Really? Yeah. I never would have thanked. Yeah, I know. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> any, any words of wisdom before you leave us today, fool? I got nothing, dog. No, I, yeah, we saw that. Thank you very much for coming in, bro. <laughs> a wonderful time with Kiki Montalvo, our, our, our Riz-filled Riz salesman at Three Punk Hales. Full. Hey, I do, I do better jobs later in the day, bro. That's fine, dog. That's kind of, no one's going to question that. The episode is also brought to you by Tribal Streetwear. Theo Bobby said, get that guy off the fucking camera and get you into a Pendleton. So he gave me a Pendleton, dog. I had my first Pendleton. 
I was talking to Boogeyman. Boogeyman was like, yo, bro, uh, we still got to go because we're going to do it. Yeah, Boogeyman sorry. said we're going to go on a nice little tour around San Diego, and we're going to go to all of the spots that sell Pendletons, and we're going to purchase one at each spot. Why? Because that's what we're doing now. We do that. We review clothing. We review burritos. We review food. We review people's skills on the mic. Yeah, we definitely you know? do that. <laughs> we need that fucking, that, that horn. The, the one, yeah, ¿cuál es el siempre sábado gigante o siempre domingo? The one where the guy's like not good and they just say, and they get him off the stage with like a hook and shit, bro. We'll bring that back. That's what I wanted to do. We got that. Tribal Streetwear 20% off at the lower left. Most items with the Emo Brown card. I don't know what their deal is with Pendleton's. I may have taken the last one. So you like this, bro? It's fucking warm. It looks nice. It's very, very nice. It's form fitting. It makes me feel like I'm on a catwalk. On the catwalk here. And that's what's important, the way it makes you feel. It you know? makes me feel amazing. SoCloud.com. Use Emo30 for another tasty discount, 30% off. That's how we get down here. All right. Before we go any further, I'd like you to uh, say what's up to Aaron Crowley. He is our newest member of our Emo Brown Social Club. Aaron See Crowley. See you at the Winter Formal. And commence the script of everything. Oh, look at Lexi's on there. She's on here. Ooh. Oh, there she is. Josh Campbell used to be on there, but then something happened. Canceled. Oh, yeah, oh, we'll put him back. I what? think it's tentative. He might have an asterisk next oh, to his oh, name. Oh. While I'm doing this, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to all of the things we do. YouTube's blowing up. TikTok, for some reason, you guys, though not us, San Diegans don't like TikTok for us. Is that true? That's very true. I looked at the demographics. Everyone in Texas fucks with TikTok for us, which is why we went to Houston. Made some friends, made some fans, the whole thing, bro. We're awesome in Houston. Not that awesome in San Diego when it comes to TikTok. San Diego is more IG with LA and Maybe stuff. Maybe we don't talk enough shit about San Diego because that's how we got on Texas's radar. We talked a lot of shit about we Houston. We talked about their tacos. <laughs> their whack-ass tacos. Oh, look, one of the original members. There she is, La Prima Estela. Oh, look at Ruben. Ruben Lopez. Oh, okay. Well, all right, cool. I think that list is done. Rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things. Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to take this glorious opportunity to introduce one of my closest, dearest comrades. He's going to be doing some shit this weekend coming forward. He's here to tell us all about it. You may have caught him on the news. Which one? All of them. He's been doing his thing, spreading the word for the YMCA and this current journey that he's going to be on. Ladies and gentlemen, the walking pronoun. Our homie, your <laughs> homie, he, him, el compa J. Clip Lifford. What's cracking, homeboy? What's happening, man? Look at you, homie. Man, I love it. Look at the camera over there, dog. Yeah, where's the camera? Look looking for it earlier. There you oh. are. If you guys are wondering why it's so shaky, it's because Angel's holding it right now. Oh, my oh, God. Man. Oh, man. Hey, thanks for having me <laughs> out always, here, man. This is your home. Am I looking at you? Am I looking at the camera? I would time? look at the always camera. The camera. Oh, always the camera. Always the camera. Speak to the people. Oh, yeah. All right. We do things differently. QS, KUSI. We yeah. do it right. We do it the best way possible. I was we on that shit everybody looked this morning, direction. too, bro. You were on KUSI this morning? Yeah, again. Miss How Saturday. did it suck so bad, fool? I don't know, man. I don't oh, know. Did you tell him? <laughs> no? Yeah. No, bro. I think that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Hey, your message has already been put out. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, man, it's been cool, man. It, you know, the, over the past two weeks, it's really been engaging with all the different homies and mm. being able to utilize the different platforms, all the radio homies. You're you working, know. fool. Bro, like... You are out there. Yeah, man. I am definitely going hard with this, man. But, you know, thank you for having me in the space. It's all about solidarity journey. Um, the way I see it, Emo Brown's so connected to this through our relationships and our connections. You know, and at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is get out into the public's eye that this town, this community, has a high rate of young people experiencing homelessness. More than other people in, the, in other communities? Or we're, we're, we're in the top 10 in the nation, bro. Oof. You know, and most of, the, most of those cities are California cities, but we're in the top 10, man. At any point in time, we'll have at least 2,000 young people that are on the streets trying to survive, bro. So Oof. 
that and th those are just numbers that we have. You know, I, I think anecdotally, I, me, and my colleagues believe that the number could be double. So, bottom line is, this is a vast issue. Um, two years ago, we started the solidarity journey with with really two things in mind: uplift the issue, get people talking about it, and get people excited, wanting to invest in the work that we do. And it was very successful. But when we came up with the idea, we knew that we wanted it to be something big. Uh, so we, it was kind of like a three-year vision. So first year was just covering during the journey, the, the span of the county. Last year, we actually started in Long Beach, walked from Long Beach to Anaheim, and Oof. then over five days made our way down to San Isidro. This year, starting freaking Wednesday, bro. Go ahead. Starting Wednesday, we'll be starting off at, in Imperial Beach. I'll be, baby. Walking down to, to the border of UY right there in South San Diego. And then over seven days, making our way up to Sacramento. Tell oh, me about that. Seven days of straight up walking to Sacramento. Nah, dog. It's, uh, it's called a journey Go because ahead. it's a combination of walking, biking, and public transportation, trolleys and, and buses and whatnot. What's Just the no ratio? Cars. What's the ratio looking like? It, it depends, bro. Like the first day in, in San Diego, it's going to be mainly walking and biking, dude. Um, speaking of biking, here's what's kind of tight, right? There's this new BMX bike shop out in National City called the Twisted Spoke. Oh, what? I just reached out to them to connect, talk about the walk. This dude is donating to this journey two brand new BMXers, 29ers, that myself and my partner David, Dave, oh, David Zimmel Brown member. You guys are going to be rolling those in bikes, style, bro. Going in style. And then when we get up to, to Sacramento, we're going to donate them to youth organizations out there for some young people. <laughs> oh, that's know. awesome. So this whole thing has just been trying to tie in fun and happiness and joy and just trying to get everyone involved. I'm trying not to like you, but you're doing things that makes me want to like you even more, fool. <laughs> well, you you're know, killing I, it, I bro. appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new company in National City? Brand new, man. They've Hell been there yeah. six months, bro. You know, we're, we're big into the bike yeah, yeah, community yeah. here, so it's nice. That I have a feeling that they're really going to link up and be part of the team, man. But look, I, I, I have a couple last for, for you all, for the Emo Brown family, and for all your listeners, man. Ask number one, if you're local... I'd love to have you all out on Wednesday to the Board of UI for our community kickoff. Now, for some of you, you remember last year, we met up at the trolley station and collectively walked yes. to Board of View. It was like 50 heads. Mm -hmm. We had DB dressed out in his yep. Aztec uh, dance suit. It was amazing. David B. So this time we're just saying, let's, get, let's flood Board of View. Let's get 200 people out there. And really, it, it's, it's the energy would be, would be well received, man. I'm trying to you know, really feed off all, all you. What this, time is this? Right? 10, 1030 is the start. We bounce out. We start the march at 12, where we'll make our way right past Emo Brown to the trolley. From the trolley, we're going to head up to National City and then walk to, the, walk to the bike shop, jump on the bike, head to Barrio Dog. Shout out to Barrio Dog, man, for What's the fourth up? consecutive year these guys are donating big to this. So we're going to tie them into this media campaign. And that's really what this whole thing is. It's like a fun, engaging media campaign. Our hope, my hope, strategically speaking, is that we get enough people reposting and sharing that we can get this viral and get this into the eyes of some heavy investors out there. So. That's kind of the. the That's the ultimate account. goal. Yes. The yes. ultimate goal is get money. Get, get money. money. How do we get? How do we get people to get more involved like that, man? We yeah, we have some heavy hitters in our corner. No, most definitely, man. You know, we've had supervisor Nora Vargas is in most our corner. She can man. definitely rattle some cages. How do we get this to the lap of Gavin Newsom? Well, that's what we're trying to do, man. We're trying to we're trying to get it to where he's in, and that's the main thing. Become a squad member. Donate, gift of any size. Had a dollar donation earlier today. I had a thousand dollar donation. It doesn't matter. I just want to get a squad group of over two hundred and fifty people that can start reposting and, and sharing out all of our content. Um, I feel about doing that again. It gets us that much closer to going viral and to getting this information to the right people's eyes. Look at you, fool. I know, man. But I need y'all. I need what? I need the family to show up. Well, we man. got I need you. The family to be there. You know, it's great to be in this space. I love, I love where we're going with the show now. I love the community events. I love all the things that we're doing. Um, 
So it's going to be dope to see you all present on Wednesday. Wednesday. Good to see you too, I haven't even said hi to you, went, Josh. Uh, he's not here that. yet. He's not, oh. uh, he he's not even here, here yet. yet. Jesus. He's still in the green room. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming soon. He's coming soon. So Sojo Cali, bro. S-O-J-O-C-A-L-I is our website. SojoCali.com. You can go there. You click. Hit a donation. Again, one buck, five bucks, 25 bucks, whatever it is. I don't care. Whatever's meaningful to your heart. Do oh, that. Man, look at you. You always got a way of making, feel, making people feel like obligated to do something the most kind of way. <laughs> whatever feels good <laughs> in your heart. Bitch, I have no heart. Yeah, yeah. If you're heartless, then I get it. But whatever. <laughs> you don't care about them kids. Step by step, we can end youth homelessness with the YMCA and our dude, J-Clip. Look at him, bro. Right well, there you are. Be part of the squad. Join us November 1st through 7th. This Wednesday... At the Border View YMCA, 10.30 in the morning, make a donation. Let's go cheer these guys on. Make yep. sure that we send them off on a peaceful voyage all the way up to Sack Town, bro. Mm. You're going to be playing pickup game with Mike Bibby and Pinchy. Mike Bibby, dog. <laughs> yeah, I remember Mike yeah, Bibby, dog. Remember, that's, that's, that's when I didn't like yeah, the Lakers, bro. Yeah. I was all Team Vlade, bro. Paja Stojakovic. But that's different. <laughs> That's completely aside from what we're doing, guy. All right? That's completely white chocolate, Jason Williams. Mm. Be safe, bro. Be safe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, bro. I ain't worried about that shit. Where are you we're sleeping? Good. Where are you sleeping? We're going to be sleeping at different YMCAs. Okay. okay. Oh, land. hell yeah. It's cool. Like, first night, we're going to be sleeping in Santa Monica, Y. Hey, you'll never be homeless, huh? Nah, nah. You'll never be homeless. One, because you're a hard worker, but two, because you got all these connects at the YMCA. You'll find a place to sleep always. Yeah, man. A lot of friends. Look at it's you. It's nice. Bless, bro. How many people are going with you? Uh, it's myself and David doing all the journeying, and then we got a caravan team rolling with us. So there's about three or four people on that van. There's okay. There's a van traveling. Yeah, there's oh, a van, bro. It's a big production this year. Why? Bro. Why are they not walking with you? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, you know. Well, no, I don't know what's going on with them. I, I they, they're doing their thing. Give man. me a name. They're, they're part of the school. Let's put them on blast. <laughs> For every person that you out in that van, I guarantee you a donation. I got that, man. But you know what? <laughs> Angel, put the camera on me, dog. Put the camera on me. Put the quick. camera on me, motherfucker. Put the camera on me. Here's the deal. Again, the other thing I wanted to say for all the bike riding family out there, meet at Twisted Spoke this Wednesday, 2.30, and join in from that ride from Twisted Spoke in National City to, to uh, Barrio Dog in Logan. Shit, Come on out. That'll be a good quick one. Are we going to get free uh, hot dogs or what? No, nah, no hot dogs. No, damn, homie, dog. I got that, Hexes. Hey, by the way, Hexes, yo, dog. Appreciate the love, bro. Squad. He just told you to ride naked. That's love? That's very big love. All right, cool. We, we in. <laughs> Wednesday. Let's get it. Let's show our support for J-Clip, man. Yeah. Thank on. you all, He's bro. Out there. You're out there hustling, bro. Big fan. Always. Long time. First time caller. Long time listener. <laughs> Have a safe day. All right, bro. Look at you. I want to clap, but I feel like that's... Yeah, remember when people clapped, yeah. like when we had like a room full of people? What happened? Yeah. Well, fucking Angel we showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd also like to take this opportunity to introduce our guest for Meticha Monday today. Our guest for Meticha Monday today is none other than Joshua Kemble. Joshua Kemble is of the world-famous Escondido, a town located in North County. That's right. Escondido, home of Dogwood. Hidden Valley. Look at you, bro. Welcome. Haven't seen you in a minute. It's been awesome. It's been a minute. It's been two minutes? Angel, grab your mic, dog. I I feel feel we're going to need you on this. Go ahead and grab your mic. Grab that mic. Joshua Kemble. I'm here. What's good, bro? Tell us what a little bit good? about yourself. What is oh, I'm a I'm a lunar eclipse Scorpio harvest moon just happened. So Sexy. just for all what the people who care mean? about that. I don't even know. Enneagram seven, ENFJ. I don't know. Oh, Whatever that means to you, I'm here for you. Yes. Um but yeah. Local. Happy birthday. Thanks so much. It was yesterday. Yeah. No, it was I don't know when it was. Anyways, how old are you? Bro, I'm half a century almost. You look like the father in Teen Wolf. You look like that dad full the one that got really mad at the thought, principal for messing with my I really Fox. thought that guy had like 
glasses and like combed gray hair. But if I might be thinking about the show, or the, I'm just I looking at your beard, bro. Oh, Forty-eight a, years that's young. That's salt and pepper, baby. Yeah. That's wisdom. Forty-eight <laughs> years young. My abuelita said that was wisdom. Oh, I remember being in high school listening to you guys play. Don't listen to me. Hoppy days. Don't. Fuck it. <laughs> what, what was that first album you guys put out? Oh, good old days. Good old days. Um, Esa madre. Da. Of, uh, I, the, the, I passed the warehouse where Rescue Records was the, in Chula Vista. We were our first label. El Compa Ruben. Right there. Yeah. El Ruben was my A&R. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, so we go we go way back. We, we got heavy roots right here, right off Palomar right there. But um, yeah, glad to be here. Hell yeah, um, man. Why are you here? First time listener, long time caller. Wait. First, first timer. Wait. Why am I here? Yeah. Because... Uh, you guys are, it's part of my birthday celebration. Out of you, Ooh, welcome, I, yeah. I, just, I went hella crazy. My my son, who's gluten-free, decided he wants to start eating gluten, so I got back into baking. Ooh. Yeah, so as a chef, I kind of cut, I put that to the side for a while, because I was like, if he's not going to eat it, I don't want to make it. But then he's like, I want to try eating gluten again. So I started baking again, I make really good bread, so I brought you, I baked you a loaf. You brought bread? I made a, a loaf. A Let custom, me get a pinch of that loaf. It's a boule. It's technically, it's a sourdough boule from a starter here. Ooh, gabagool? Is that what you said? So how was the transition back going from non-gluten to back to gluten? Oh, he's fine. He's, it, I, I, it's hard because he's I've not- I've never left gluten. He's not like allergic <laughs> allergic, so it's never- Look at this, I bro. hear a crack over there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Cheers. How Look at this, for your this piece of bread. Wow. That's awesome. It's still warm. Oh, it has almost He's a, like a his spicy buns. Who will help me bake this bread? It's um, <laughs> yeah, because I put a little, I put, I put my uh, herbs and spices into the water mix when the yeast Salt and pepper? Little, yeah, a little bit of natural <laughs> yeast from the from the beard is in there. <laughs> I appreciate little, you. Little this witchcraft. Is very good. Right? What's going on here? Old school cafe? Oh, that's the organization I used to work for in San Francisco. The, there he is. The restaurant training program, so. I had lunch with the founder yesterday, but anyway, that's neither here nor there, baby. So it's here and I'm, recap, I'm here recap, and there. To recap. To recap. You're 48. I just turned 40, Ocho. You are a chef. I am a chef. You are a host of a podcast. I'm a host of a podcast. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Oh, you're talking about the family cast? This fucking guy. Is that Food what and music is life, yes. Food and music is life, yes. BJ's been a guest. You've been a guest. I've been a guest? Uh, you were on episode like three or four. Yeah. We did it at the Elwood on Loke. Oh my God. We did it on right. Loke. I was there. Yeah. That was totally me. Four so, Loco? You guys are drinking Four Locos? Uh, four Locos, hams, oh, yeah. uh, whatever shots that the, I don't know. It was a long story, but um, yeah, Family Cast Food and Music is Life because like, since I came from music, I wanted to put food and do the pairings. I do professionally, I do food, obviously, but I, you know, during the pandemic and pre-pandemic, I was doing beer dinners, pairings, and stuff like that. There would always be music element. It's in my life. It's in my blood. Yeah. I want. That's what I want to continue doing. And so I've stayed in touch with everyone in the industries, both industries, music and food, brewing, distilling, whatever. San Diego is kind of like the Venn diagram with everything meets. 100%. You know what I mean? Like all 200%. It, it's actually. like the food. It is the craft beer. It is mm -hmm. a scene, a music mm -hmm. scene. Everybody mm -hmm. is just all here, so... No better spokesperson than you, Joshua Kemble, hey, to be I'll the take guy. It. Heck yeah, brother! I'll take it. There it is. No, uh, but I, but what I because I like teaching it, so I I always put an element of that into my dinners or whatever I'm doing because I feel like the real value in that is is teaching, and I get more enjoyment and fulfillment out of like seeing even my staff. I still kind of call them students by accident or whatever, but like um, coming from teaching it to um, you know you know impoverished youth in San Francisco or San Diego. I still feel like you should never stop learning. So I always want to keep learning from other chefs and brewers and whatever, how to do all this stuff or how to do podcasting or how to do music. Because I feel like once you stop learning, you're kind of, that's on your way to death. Whoa. You know, I took a, took a turn right there. No, but sleep is the cousin of death is the same thing. It's like you, if you sleep on your own talents, like 
or just like muscles in the gym or music, it just atrophies and you just, you just stop doing it. Atrophy. Ooh, that's a good one. He's dropping all these big words and nuggets on us. That's just how I talk, baby. That's just how. That's three. You know what atrophy means? It means uh, if you don't use it, you lose it. A trophy. Yeah. Mm. No, but but like you know, it's just like if you don't. Yeah, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not teaching, I'm gonna forget how to do that. If I'm not, you know, out there performing or writing songs or baking or whatever, or podcasting or mm-hmm. anything like that, anything in life, being a good person, I think you just kind of go the opposite direction, right? So I want to keep that alive. I want to give back to the community with donating my talents. So bringing the food truck to your things, or which anything. brings us to that. I'm the king of the Segway. Yeah. El rey del Segway. He's simply BJ and the Featherman. <laughs> I think he wants to be the Featherman. I don't think you're the Featherman. Emo Brown Social Club members. <laughs> this one's for you. Go ahead and bring up that little flyer that we have. It ain't little. This That's is a uh, huge flyer. Wow. Emo Brown presents wow. the Emo Brown Winter Formal. Saturday, December 2nd. Featuring yeah. live comedy. By whom? Food and drinks and music. Let's start with that. Food and drinks. That looks like a concert. Specifically, fire. food. What will you be providing for us that day? That's still up a little bit up in the air because I'm going to hit up some of my vendors for maybe some donations because I feel like the giving back portion, just like he was talking about earlier, that's totally, totally what I'm why I'm here and what I, why I do this is I want to give it back to. I want to see San Diego thrive. I don't want to. I don't want to see any kid or person homeless but if we can do anything to change that and it's hard in the chef in the for-profit world you got to be a business right yes. you got to make you got to make those small margins how do you give back Very some small. of that small margin how, how do you do that i don't even know because san diego in particular is pretty strict on just giving food to the unsheltered population Are they really as far as like as from a catering company or a restaurant you just can't post up you can't just no so there's t- oh, organizations wow. or other nonprofit orgs that can go out there and feed you know people or you can do it on your own but as a business yeah they really make it hard i saw a video of, of of someone in la giving homeless people uh food and they actually got ticketed by the police you will oh. get ticketed yeah it's a it's a total like it's a thing whatever the opposite of a loophole is it's like they they'll get you like becomes because it becomes like a public health thing because yeah. if someone gets sick blah 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 i'm like Bro, we're just out here trying to feed somebody, you know? Yeah. We're here trying to do work. But there's ways to do it. So, like, partnering with other organizations like the Y or, you know, um, Old old School Cafe or, you know, Urban Life or anything like that that's in San Diego. There's many organizations. And then how do you do it on a professional level, like a for-profit level is, like, you know, maybe... Maybe sell a ticket to a thing. Do what thing? A thing, like a winter formal kind of thing. So I'll bring the food truck down and I'll, I'll... we Jesus. haven't figured out what we're going to do for the patrons Te- just yet. Jesus a little bit. What, what, what do you think? What, what, what are we feeling on this menu? Well, we're going to go a little bit formal and a little bit seasonal. And San Diego has produce year-round and different farmers and stuff like that. So I'll probably put something on there that I can do easily do from the truck. And I'm asking other chef friends maybe that you've had on the show before, wink, wink, or you know, mm-hmm. other people in the community that like doing that kind of thing. So, And also beer companies that want to put their food, their beer into the food and stuff like that. So wink, wink, elbow, elbow, nudge, nudge. I'll be reaching out to some of my vendors, suppliers, and partners to help me do this thing. But it's going to be a, like an easy thing to eat while you're at a formal event if you're wearing like something nice because I assume it's called formal so people are going to be dressed to the nines. Mm. I wear my fancy even. coat every fancy Fancy hockey jersey, <laughs> fancy hockey jersey, fancy hat. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so like usually when we roll up to a brewery, we do brewery related food. So I'll do like carnitas tacos Oof. or like, you know, little 
pulled pork slider, whatever, oh, yeah. whatever is easy to eat at while you can do your thing. Did you bring any of that today or no? I brought you. I, I literally baked you bread yeah. from scratch. There is no meat in this bread, bro. You haven't got to the Lime. middle. Yeah, you got to get to the middle. You got to the middle. Just kidding. There's no meat in that. Let me count those fingers. So let's go back to the flyer. <laughs> Let us oh, re yeah. recap so I'll this be there flyer. Food. Look at this. Emo Brown presents Winter Formal Saturday, December second, featuring. Live comedy, food and drinks, and music, music, music. Mm. Friday, we will be releasing the link for you guys to purchase this. Here's a small little caveat. This is for members only currently. We're going to mm. release this mm. only for the members, okay. only for the social club members on Friday. They get first crack at these tickets. And I don't know if you saw that flyer, Angel. I don't know if you saw that flyer. But let's go down the list of talent on this flyer. On this flyer for December 2nd, you're going to have co-headlining comedians, El Compa from Santa Ana, George Perez. That's right. Guess what? He was bringing Money. a buddy, El Compa Concrete. So we're going to have both of those guys holding it down here at Club Ha Ha Ha, <laughs> Emo Brown HQ, December 2nd. <laughs> and just in case comedians weren't enough for you, we're going to sprinkle a little bit of that boogeyman all over it. DJ yes. Boogeyman's gonna be here providing his funk freak inspired music all over the Lots things, telling stories, doing crazy things to everybody. Whoa. What? <laughs> With, not in your soul. In your With. soul. Yeah. That's a that's an event. And there's still a couple other things we need to put in there as well. I want but, and I want to put some food to match. And that. you're gonna have food. And three punk ales. And brands represented by uh, Caesar are going to be providing the beer. Ooh, We're yeah. reaching out to the Elwood and the Manhattan so they can donate some of their libations, some Espiritu reaching Santos. Reaching out to the Elwood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll bring and a bottle. Fuck it. And then we're going to go ahead and see if we can cherry pick a bartender that night so they can just make a fixed menu of like, I don't know, three drinks. And that's what I want to know, too, because I like to pair it together. Mm. So they're like, oh, if you're drinking that, you you want this one. You okay. Want to have whatever you want to make it difficult. I want to find, I, I, I kind of do, yeah. I want to <laughs> yeah. make it, it special. You want to make it very but. difficult. <laughs> Friday, he, we'll be releasing. <laughs> we'll be releasing <laughs> the link on Friday. It'll probably be from 6 to 11. Link's adventure. Right, something like that. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out. The, you'll see the ticket price on Friday when it shows up. Only 100 tickets are available. Oh. So that's it. And when it's gone, of adios, au revoir, bye-bye. Currently, our subscriber list is at, what, two, 220. So it's going to be a fight. It's a bloodbath. All right, so when and it comes gonna out. You're going to want this food. You're going to want this food. I keep hearing Blink-182 this. Oh, we're going to sell out that. Doesn't matter. Here at Club Ha Ha Ha, Emo <laughs> Brown <laughs> HQ, for the Emo <laughs> Brown Winter Formal, we're going to get this thing sold out. Ideally, within the first weekend. So mm. stay tuned. That'll be on mm. Friday. That's why Josh Kemble is here. We wanted him to go over some things and, and kind of touch on that. But guess what? It's also Halloween. Ooh. It's also Halloween. What do you guys do? What do the Kembles do for Halloween? We do. We, we go to, we visit our friends who host haunted houses. Okay. In, in that's a thing. Yep. And then we'll come back to our house. I'll have like a spooky playlist playing. What's at the top of the list? I got. I mean, I have some some spooky surf rock. I mean, it's all it's all like vinyl stuff. So it's like whatever Ooh, I can. You're so, so, so hipster. You get to snap dog. and no, you just happen to have. More yeah, you just happen spooky. to have like the the Disney one or like the the surf rock one or Thriller. You know, like the the, the usuals, right? And then you get stuff that's not necessarily spooky, but it sounds scary to people. Like I put on some Converge Blood Moon. Ooh, or, Ooh know, all so, right. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I'll be at your haunted house. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and then everyone runs away. Or what I'm trying to get my kids to do is hide in the front yard. Hide mm -hmm. in the front. 
Pokemon and then not even be scary, but just like kind of move a little bit because you, you kind of see it out of the corner of your eye when people walk up, you know, because that scares me. Or like Red Dawn where they dig ditches yeah, exactly, in the, in the front yard. Yeah, Kind of like a trenchy thing. And, and they, then they pop out of that trench and exactly. like, Hoo-ha! Yeah, exactly. That'd just be so sick. That. I just, you know, see how much people we can scare from our house because our house ain't scary. Do a lot of people <laughs> still trick or treat up in Escondido, like in, in your neighborhood, in your community? Well, I live down here. so. Well, like, maybe, why did I think maybe, you live in North County? I'm from, I mean, that's where the band started. Where do you live? I live like right by Helix High School. Oh, that's not here, bro. I thought you meant like here in the South Bay. I live on uh, Mataro Court or whatever this is. Damn, tell everybody. Hey, give right, us the I'm full sleep, address, please. I, yeah. I'm sleeping right there. On the- <laughs> hey, that's security ed, bro. That's security guard ed. Yeah. Nice. Everybody what about you, Barry? Too. What you got going on for Halloween? Uh, well, He's coming is, to my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the haunted house. We're listening to Converge. No, uh, we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> I know you think it's you like can't stop spooky. these motherfuckers from going to Disneyland. Jesus Christ, bro! Hey, you gotta get your money's worth. So we're still getting dressed up, and it's still gonna be a Halloween celebration. What are you dressing up as? Hockey. So it, we're all it's off of Pete. Like he chose. He wants to be Woody from Toy Story. All right. So Fernando's gonna be one of those uh, aliens from the claw machine. Like, ah. Yeah, those guys. And then no I'm gonna idea. be Sid. All I had to Sid. do was buy a zero shirt. Was <laughs> Sid, yeah. Sid, the guy yeah. from uh, the kid next door that like tortures the toys. Uh, no idea. I, is this is this a movie? What is this? Zero skateboards. Oh, okay. You've never seen Toy Story. <laughs> Maybe. I never seen Toy Story. He's lying. He's lying. No, 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 no. I'm not. I, I've seen bits and pieces, but none of this rings familiar. Bro, he's seen the skeleton key, yeah. but he hasn't oh. seen Toy Story. <laughs> okay, that who is this character? That's I'm looking it. at. That's so it. He just wears a zero shirt. I'm okay. like, zero I, do that. I have yeah. a zero shirt. There it is. That's so there a, we okay. But yeah, so we're gonna go just do the the Halloween at Disney thing instead. Very nice. Because trick or treating is fun. Be careful. I heard it's scary. Oh, it's spooky. <laughs> the best day to go to Disneyland, in fact, is November Don't 1st. Out. Don't give it out. November 1st. The, the day after. Oh. <laughs> the day after Halloween. Because wifey and I have gone without the kids because we're not ignorant. And we go and we hang out all day at Disneyland. Not a, There's no lines. There's nothing. There's no need for a genie pass. I'm sure now three years have passed since the last time we've done that. I'm sure it's slammed. Let me it's interject. Slammed. Can I interject? It's always slammed. Can I ask a question? Absolutely. As, as the... Uh, guest of today's Absolutely. episode when is the question you, you, i'm curious on this uh, on this show you guys talk about disneyland a lot we do okay right as members pass holders whatever mm. you, you know. no longer former okay as a, an alumnus mm, go ahead of the of the club or whatever um why go so much why go like uh, more than twice a year or something like that is it do you do you just go and pick one ride to go on like what do you barry you have is, an annual pass. plan i mean Salute. how much perks? is your annual pass a month a lot go ahead Oh, I didn't delve. I didn't go there. I'm yeah. just saying. Like, no, like, what's the value of going? I mean, a lot, right? Like, well, but how you much get does it cost? One day and then get all the magic and everything. How Maybe. much does it cost? Uh, you don't have to tell me that. I okay, ours for four, yeah, ours was like two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars a each. month. The drive yeah. from here to there, the parking, the whole thing is like, and it's a full day or two. Mm-hmm. So it's full fucking day. Do you get more out of it each time, or is it like that time was better than this time? Or see, like, contrary to popular belief, the most I get out of it is taking Pete. Because <laughs> I got a three-year-old, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. We just take him, and like you get to experience all the magic through his eyes, and even okay. like though he's been a bunch of <laughs> so times. So that's worth it. Forgive it's me if I laugh at this lame-ass <laughs> fucking explanation. Dad of the year over here. The magic I get is taking my three-year-old to enjoy himself at Disneyland. Oh my god! Watching a kid enjoy Disneyland is something. <laughs> Don't let anyone take that away from you. <laughs> you cannot take back. <laughs> but oh man, I've said it before. I'll say it. Again. Go ahead. That kid is magic. But. When I get out of Disneyland going several times, it's mm. the same thing as having a zoo pass, which I also have, bitches. Oh, shit. <laughs> I like a The music industry well, in San Diego is no, good. For me, <laughs> the zoo pass is like, because it's right here. It's right here. There, and they give the you same, guest passes. It's a similar. Free parking. Well, you get free parking if you go with the right people, if you go to Disneyland. <laughs> Not me. But if you go to Disneyland several times, what you get is just the same experience as the zoo. It's a little further, so it's a longer trip. But, you know, you, know, you get to learn your spots. You get to learn your your little path that like leads to everything that you want to do. And like, 
And again, like you just get a full day of doing something. So it's like, if you got nothing else planned, it's like, fuck it, let's just kill a day and go to Disneyland. Yeah. Cost you a tank of gas. We throw PB&Js in the backpack, maybe a little bit of water in our water bottle. and That then does we... not sound appealing even a little bit, bro. <laughs> that If there was an opposite of appealing, let's go with unappealing. That's exactly what that sounds like. You bro. just don't like full day trips, right? I don't. Yeah. We, wifey Steve's and angry. I, wifey and I would like go. Pendleton wearing man. When we had <laughs> yeah. our passes, we would go like once a month. And wifey and I would go after we like drop the kids off at school and we would just go up there, have a good time. And we did that like once a month, have places to go eat, have places to have our little cocktails and hang out and just watch. And then by two o'clock, we're like, yo, this is lame. Let's leave. And we leave. So That's after, the option like, of being a pastor. Yeah. Day. So I've like after two years of like doing that over and over without the yeah. kids, we're like, because as soon as our youngest, I think it was at the pandemic, we just canceled our, our the kids passes. Because there was a time when all five of us had, or all four of us had yeah. passes, and the little guy didn't have a pass because he was still young. So as soon as that dude hit four, so they haven't been to Disneyland in two years. So in this last two years, wife and I really drummed up our visits to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. uh, like a lot. Yeah, right? Like a lot. We would be le legit going like every other week at some points. And we'd do our thing and whatever, and, and we knew how to get in and get out. And then we're just like, oh, this is so lame. Like, why, why do we have to go all the way up there? So we just stopped. It was, it, it was our time. It's because you're not taking the kids. Yeah, we will eventually. <laughs> kids, but bro, there's kids make there's it all the better. That's five people. Yeah, for you it's a lot. So that's five people that turns into like two hundred dollars per person. It turns into an a thousand dollar outing. Just have your kids lie, dude. They could be two. They could be to Disneyland, dog. I'm not paying a thousand dollars to go to Disneyland. That's ridiculous. And then everything else that comes with it. And so we just kind of said, you know what? Let's lay low. Yeah. And that was us, man. I didn't mean to derail the talk about the thing, but I just wanted some insight. We some love talking Disney, don't you? I know. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. I just wanted some inside info yeah. on like Paso. And I know people who do like the, you know, the secret, all the restaurants, whatever, but the yeah. everyone has a different style of pass or whatever. But I mean, to my knowledge, this is just secrets. Are you dressing up? For Halloween? Yes, sir. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I always debate it. We've usually figured out like an hour before we're going to do something. How do you? Last last year I was just a big old ripe plum. You know? We my parents live on a on a on a street called the Christmas Circle here in Chula Vista. Mm -hmm. So it's always popping. Like there's always something going on. So we'll we'll usually just show up there, bring some food, some snacks, some beers, and somebody will stay at the house and hold it down because it's nonstop kids coming in and exactly. out of that neighborhood. So I might it's just post up in the driveway with the I got the fire pit like nonstop projector screen. Yeah. We might show there's like, Josh Kimball's house. We might. Yep. <laughs> oh no, that's yeah, our Halloween. That's where we my might show. Live, we might yeah. show like some some Halloween scary Halloween movies, you know, in the driveway on the garage mm -hmm. door or something like that. I don't know. Do um, a lot of kids go to your area then or no? Ish. Yeah. They, they go to surrounding areas because you know people give up. They really full decorate. size candy bars. Yeah, but there's it's still pretty pretty crowded. Yeah. So I mean, not comparatively to like you know, Bressy Ranch is like the capital of. Halloween. Dude, my so, oldest is gonna go with Pee Wee Herman. And this is it. He's retiring the Pee Wee look. This is his second or this third year? This is going to be his second year as Pee Wee Herman, classic, bro, right? you know, and, he, and he's got it down to a T, bro. He's, <laughs> he's got his, his Pee Wee Herman outfit tip top. Are ready to be go. cherry? Nice. No, I don't know. I, I don't you think You should so. be cherry. Oh, that'd be I'm awesome. Just, no, the mailman. The mailman? I'm going to be Cowboy Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> was that, that was his name? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be Samuel L. Jackson. Lawrence Fishburne. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be Cowboy Curtis. Yep. <laughs> be both and just be like Cowboy Curtis who, who calls everybody motherfucker. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> you want some candy, motherfucker? <laughs> and, and then we'll just do the loop on the circle, come back, have snacks, mm -hmm. hang out, do the mm -hmm. thing. And they run out of candies. And then we avoid being at home at our house. Yeah, our house is a little weird. It's changed over the years. It's it's a very dark neighborhood, you know, mm. not because there's a lot of like gothic people there and stuff. More so because <laughs> there's feeling. just just because it's like there's no lights, bro. There's Change no the street lights. There's yeah. no street lights there. I'm like, what the hell? Light like, up your treehouse. Like if you pull in, if you pull into our neighborhood, you start hearing prayers, dog. You know, like you're like the band. I was gonna say the band. You know? yeah. <laughs>
What a great band. Fuck, dude. And I wanted to talk about, you know, because the holidays are coming. Let's get crazy. This is where we're at. We're here. We're in the holidays. We ain't going nowhere. Halloween is here. That's like the precipice of all the things. With this comes stress. With the holiday season comes stress. Nonstop stress. It doesn't have to. Over. This last two weeks for me have probably been some of the most Mm -hmm. stressful weeks I've had since I've opened a business, since I've been an entrepreneur. How do we wind down? Mm, well, then I'm going to tell you, dogs. So oh, you, yeah. you must have a podcast. <laughs> you must have a podcast. <laughs> no, I- so I wanted to find out how you how you guys <laughs> deal with stress. Because for me, this was a, it was a rough month so far. The month of October, thank God I'm here. I'm, we got past it and everything is good-ish. But it, it took its toll on me specifically. Because I, I, I uh, intro, like I handle it internally. Bottle I, it up. Yeah, I bottle it up. But that's why, like, this month. We were going to read The Subtle Arts of Not Giving a Fuck, mm-hmm. which I read. I think it's feck. And I listened to, and I thoroughly enjoyed. And of the whole thing that I pulled from this thing, there was one major theme that I found out. There's fucks to give. There's always going to be issues. There's always going to be dramas. It's just a matter of how you unwrap them, how you approach them, how you do everything. Give better fucks, get better problems. And I feel like for me, that was the theme of that whole book on how to handle the stress. What does that mean? Don't give a fuck about everything. There's things that are going to be out of our control that we won't be able to even touch or alter the path or direction of where it's heading. Don't even fuck with it. Give fucks about the big things, the things that are within your control, you know? And it was weird because, like, when we started reading this book, I had zero problems. Everything was cool. And then I swear, I swear, as soon as I got, like, halfway through, like, everything just started, oh, shit, like, real legit shit. I feel like I was getting tested. So I'm just trying to. It's the book's fault. Yeah. Get rid of that I'm shit. Getting, burn this shit. <laughs> Evil book. It's, it's like it's time to implement some of the things that I've learned. And and and, and yeah. I enjoyed the book. It's going to be one of those books that you can go back to and like just kind of like you know be like, oh, I'm going to go in there. There's a workbook. I don't know if you saw that. There's a workbook that comes. No, I got with the it. audiobook version. They don't have that. They do. And the oh, then I haven't gotten to it. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> so you can you can download the audiobook version and there's a little journal, a little handbook. I recommend this book, especially now this time of year because it's it's going to be. It's, it's a crazy time of year, man. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does well with uh, with holiday seasons, with Christmas, with Thanksgiving, whether it's family, whether it's business. This definitely helped me. What did you think of the book, Barry? It's enlightening to think of, like, how other people perceive their problems. Like, mm. everybody has them, but, like, you know, you just fucking, you put the importance on the things you can handle and the things you can't, like, your emotions and shit and how you react to things, like, don't let that affect you too big, you know? Oof. That was the big takeaway for me. And they gave me one of my favorite words. Go ahead. Fuck worthy. <laughs> fuck worthy. Yeah. Is it, I don't know is what this that problem is. Fuck worthy. Is it not fuck worthy? Do I give a fuck about this? Do I not give a fuck about this? Give so better fuck. Fuck worthy is in the back of my get head. Better problems. My, might be the name of my next album, honestly. Fuck worthy. <laughs> fuck worthy. Dude. Barry fuck worthy. <laughs> oh, that's my name now. <laughs> oh, there we go. We got a full name. Joshua Campbell, have you ever read this book? You strike uh, me as a no, scholar. No. I, wow. I, I've not, I've, it's, on, it's on my list. Um, if you look under your seat, <laughs> there is a book for you. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, Oprah Rosa. moment of the week. Um, it's on my list. I have a lot of books to read because I'm a slow reader. Mm. Audiobooks, maybe? I do audiobooks, uh, you know, on, on commutes and stuff like that or whatever. Commutes. But, this fucking guy. But I do, but <laughs> no, no, I do. I've I, I, I been reading more like at night to calm, like, calm down and kind of maybe get more Does that tired. help you with stress? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it helps me with stress. I think, I think sometimes, like, I'm in the busy season right now for like events and weddings yeah. and whatnot. It's like really busy everywhere southern california for this stuff and um it's hard to come home from doing an event like late at night and then wind down to you know to go to sleep basically <laughs> uh, so if it's already like midnight and you get home you still you don't 
you're not going to bed at midnight. Yeah, you still got that energy. It's like it's like this weird energy because it's not like it's not like going to a concert energy. It's like I'm just awake and like in work mode or whatever. Uh, I think that you know, listening to a podcast or a book or reading it, and you know, you know I've fallen asleep with the book right here, kind of like mm. <laughs> I better put the book away. I guess I'm asleep now or something because I have trouble sleeping if I don't like take sleep aids or anything like Whoa, sleep bro. drugs. We don't condone sleeping. The use of, oh, perdón. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> an aid to help you sleep, Steve. Mm. An aid to help you sleep. Why, why did that? Why can't you sleep? What's going on? Oh, I have so so my ADHD kicks in. Mm. I start feeling a little bit anxious about the next day. It's, it's worse on like you know maybe after the weekend when you get ready for the next week of work or um, thinking about stuff that you have to do. Maybe even not work related. Maybe it's family related or you know just everything that's going on. In, you got a lot on your plate. I got a lot of my. And you're a family plate. guy. To Life on a plate. So, right? There it is. Yeah. I'm telling you, bro. So, like, family stuff, what's going on in the city, what's happening in the, what's happening with politics, or what's happening in the freaking world right now, or, like, whatever is, like, like you said, you know, what is fuck really? What can you control? Give better fucks, brother. You know, <laughs> That's I'm always like, line. I always want to say, like, you know, I, I have zero fucks to give. The whole mm. funny, it sounds funny to say that, like, I don't care, yeah. but, like, you know. It's hard to do. It's hard to do that when you when you actually do care. And I'm trying to teach my kids to do the same. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the kicker. Is because I don't want to care. Yeah, I don't but want to. You care. have to because there's kids. I I mean, also I I just kind of have to be an adult or responsible. Unfortunately, I don't want to. I got to. I want to spend all my money on whatever I want. But there's other things to to do that for. But or even donate or whatever. So how do I make all this happen? Sometimes I'll just wake up and at like three or four and then not be able to go back to sleep. I'm really bad at going back to sleep. Mm. And I think that's part of the ADHD thing in my life, you know, cause I don't take medication for that. You should. I should, but I, I don't. Yeah, nah. <laughs> natural stuff. Natural. Barry, what do you do to cope with stress, bro? I'm similar to you, I think, where I just like bottle things up and just kind of keep pushing and like focus on the next thing and just like try to divert myself from stretch as much as I can, Unhealthy. even though it gets you. I started to eat more, dude. Yeah. I feel like I, 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 am, I am, yeah, dude, I emotionally, yeah. but fortunately there's some good neighborhood spots, dude. I, I finally went to check out La Bamba Room, mm -hmm. La Bamba Room. Yeah, you've and been there. Dude, I went there once, only once there, caught, uh, caught a cool show. Um, there was nothing but homies there. All the friends were there. So I was like, it was, it was awesome. Got to hang out with Ernie. I even saw Casas there, dude. Casas was in the background. Everyone was there. So it was a good time. And I noticed, oh shit, that calmed me. We went out to eat mm -hmm. little date nights with friends and and we went out and just had and then i've been going to la, la nacional a lot dude la, la nacional just opened up i think like a week and a half ago i've been there no less than five fucking times already bros so i've been eating their their ribeye tacos are next level full see i'm like you but i I'll, I'll like stress eat for sure mm. but in the opposite way like i'll just stay home like if i'm super stressed out you will not see me around people I don't at all people at all yeah like even like it's hard to be around like family sometimes when you get super stressed out but like i just uh I make sure to try to address it as much as I can. And what I found out worked was boxing, dude. Boxing, boxing helped you? Fucking awesome. So, oh, yeah, nice. I'll be going back with you. No, we'll but see you on Thursday. That's, <laughs> you need something, I think, to be able to unplug from everything. Well, that's what I was going to tell you. That's, there was yeah. a, a, a study that came out, and it, and it indicated that having one lazy day per week can help reduce stress, high blood pressure, and improve mental health. Oh, that I'm, should be great. I got like dude, seven of those. Dude. We, we call that shit pajama day. <laughs> Come on. You know, we call that shit pajama yeah. day. So at home, like it's usually Sundays after the kids have their literally games. Um, we'll just come home. Everyone will do their shower. Everyone will have their lunch. And by like two o'clock, legit yesterday, we were like, it was done. Mm -hmm. We made some food. Everything was in turn. We just stayed in the house, PJ'd up, relaxed. I said, hey. No worries. Everything's done today. Showed the kids La Bamba for the first time. Fool. <laughs> there, and I was like. Yeah. Is that a child-friendly movie? It was. They don't like to fly in planes now, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. 
They're like, <laughs> I'll never go to Disney World. <laughs> My kid, Dad, are we Mexican like him? I was like, yeah, fool. Well, I said, I am. <laughs> you, you guys are like your mom. You guys are more, more colonizer. You know? <laughs> but yeah, but uh, they loved the movie La Bamba. And then when the plane crashed, I took a picture and I posted it up. Like I took a little like reverse picture of me. And the kids were just like, you see them in the background. They're just like, like they're in awe of the movie and they loved it. And then those are the things I want to do. Because every day is a hustle and bustle. These kids have activities every freaking day bro wifey flirting with going back to work now like she's like ah, i think i'm gonna take this opportunity to find this job like they, she was presenting a, a pretty cake job easy work from home type of deal so she's like i think i'm gonna do it so now her she's gonna be on her schedule and then me my schedule's ridiculous i'm everywhere all over town on pretty much every day yeah. then the kids they're at school and then after school each one of them has an activity whether it's boxing, whether it's jujitsu, whether it's little league, it's always there and their homework and hanging out. And we go for walks and we do the walk around the neighborhood every night or as many nights of the week as we can visiting the spots. You know, so it's like it's time to relax. dog. I need that one pajama day a week now. It's not a bad move. It's it's got to be a move, you know, because if you don't put anything in the way of like making your day or your week a little bit better. And what better place to do it in than the San Diego? Yeah. Which brings us to the next topic, Joshua Kemble. Oh. Congratulations, San Diego. We made it. We've done it. <laughs> We're on the top of a list. We really did it. Guys. We really did it this time, guys. Congratulations. Out of you. And you know it's good when Barry and I don't even talk about like our headline of the week, and it's the same <laughs> binchy headline. And we even put the same little title on it. We're dumb. Ladies and gentlemen, reports stay. San Diego is the most expensive city to no. live in in the U.S. We made it. That's us. That's guys. why there's twelve dollar tacos. Oh man, a fifteen dollar taco. Oh yeah. Where are you guys getting such a deal? <laughs> La Nacional, two dollars. Two two tacos were fifteen dollars, but they're ribeye tacos, bro. And what did they base this on? They based this on uh, income, household annual household gross income. They based this on pretty much purchase uh, home pricing for purchasing the average rental. Monthly as well, so it's like they covered all areas. They're going they, out to like eat and expenses stuff like entertainment, that. Entertainment, yeah, everything, and yeah. they threw it all in a blender. They put the put it all in a blender, <laughs> put it in a blender, <laughs> and six. out came. Watch it spin round two. Out came San Diego, San Diego. on top of Eesh, San Jose. San Jose was on the list. San Jose was like jersey. a top. Look at that. Yeah, San Jose used to be. It, it, that one like really like took this me aback. This is bad news. San Jose is number 14. Oof, that's crazy. San Francisco, like our Santa Barbara, Miami, Honolulu, Hawaii, Los Angeles, uh, what is that, Salinas, Santa Rosa. Damn, they even threw in Puerto Rico, baby. So what do you <laughs> see in common? I see a whole shit ton of California cities, bro. Caca, caca, caca. That's all I read. Yeah. They're, all, they're all Mexican names. Now, we are a little bit spoiled. <laughs> yes, that is colonizer. We, <laughs> the Us, we're a little bit spoiled in this. We. Yes. We are. Why? Because we are from here. We are born and raised in San Diego. True. So all we know is this shit. Does that make it easier to cope? Does that make it, like, ridiculous to, like, comprehend why are we still here? I don't even feel like it's something personally that I, like, think about. Like, mm. I'm not sitting around going, this is the most expensive fuck. I know it's expensive, but, yeah. like, well, you I feel saw, like it would be like this. You see the prices go up. You could see tacos or beer or whatever go up when you're buying it or yeah. going to a place or you have to charge more for a pint. Let me take this opportunity places, to so tell you every Monday Industry. through Friday, every yeah. Monday through Friday from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m., cruise on into any three punk ales of your choice, whether you want to slum it with us on 3rd Avenue or uh, Pinkies Up in Little Italy. <laughs> Little Get Italy. your $5 pints, 12 to 5 p.m. We're doing our part to combat, combat 
the highest ranking city in all of the US of A. Look at that. I'll be honest, as like a consumer mm. of the beverage, Go ahead. I look sometimes I'll look for the like a, the lowest price item on the menu and it sometimes it's something I want. I don't really want to pay for like, you know, Miller Lite or whatever, but if I see like a you have a good Mexican lager and it's like the the least expensive on there. Boy, or, do we. Or a, I know you do. Or a light <laughs> or anything like that. That's what I'm looking for because I'm not trying to get get a chocolate stout, yeah. uh, you know, at 12 or whatever. I'm nothing wrong with that, you know, barrel age whatever. But I'll just I'll look at that first. May I, oh yeah, that sounds good because then I can have a couple of those for the price of a, one of the other ones or whatever. You know, that's just the cheapskate yeah. in me. I'm a well whiskey guy myself. At a well, seriously, but like or you know, four boilermakers or whatever. But like, I think that I think it's good to offer that because obviously industry people aren't like the most correct amundo people with the most money or whatever. But the, and the the prices in San Diego or whatever, like the the you guys always talk about, like it's the highest place to live or whatever. I think that does also contribute to the homelessness factor. Or what it just it all ties earlier. in. It all ties it in. All ties Some of those in, people are from sure. San Diego. Yeah, and for they sure. just couldn't afford place anymore yep. for sure so i remember went, growing up and just always listening if you can make it in new york you can make it right, anywhere right. can we be those weenies now uh, Are, can definitely we, those weenies can we be the guys that say hey, you've always been that weenie if you can make it in santiago <laughs> you can make it anywhere which is true to a degree now yeah look at we live in this place forever. if you have a successful brewery here yes one day but people always think if no you no leave i'm saying here you're, you're gonna here. take your lifestyle yeah. with you like you're not yeah. gonna leave here and go get paid like $23 worth right. of McDonald's if you go to Oklahoma or What we should have done, what we should have done is found the flip side of this uh, bean cheese study and found out what are the most economic places to live in. Tulsa. In, in, this, you know, in the United States. It'd be interesting. Joe Rogan it. says Austin. Austin is hella expensive. <laughs> expensive. Cool. Yeah, he keeps talking about how Terrible like, tacos. Oh, oh, Sorry, no, Austin. Not, terrible dude. tacos. Austin, <laughs> do they have terrible tacos? Fuck yeah. Texas tacos. Well, I mean, they're totally different. So. We had Houston tacos. That's like tacos. saying when you talk about burritos in San Francisco or San Diego, they're just completely different. So it's well, like yeah. burritos are wet up north. <laughs> and they're wrapped in aluminum No, I'm just foil. saying they're like different things. It's like... It's not even apples How oranges. How dare you even bring that up? <laughs> what is wrong with you? We're, We're talking friends about Texas, with Texas tacos. now. Christ, <laughs> can't man. talk shit about our friends. <laughs> shit. Just saying. I, I mean, okay, sorry. I always you know, gauge where I visit. San Diego. Woo, let's talk about that. Yeah, like we're I, the most I, expensive, the best. I, I, I gauge the cost of living of a place based on the cost of their gallon of milk. You know, because I feel like that's something that is going to be needed by families and by anyone who lives there. So if you go in there and you check the cost of milk, it's like, oh, okay. So they cost like $5 a gallon. Oh, it costs like $2 a gallon, 99 cents a gallon. Mm -hmm. I feel like you can get a good gauge on how much it costs. Here, incidentally, gang, Costco, you can get two. <laughs> Don't give it away. Oh, no. Dude, two for less than six. Costco? Two for less than $6, bro. I like that. You don't I mean, know what the cost of 24 eggs is, man. That's, is it ridiculous? Oh, it's nice. It's nice? Don't, don't tell nobody? I'm not telling nobody. I think people know about Costco prices, you guys. You guys aren't yeah. nah, these secrets. No. Costco has, <laughs> everyone knows Costco's. <laughs> That's why they don't post them on the internet, dude. Did <laughs> you on. know you can't even get one of their tasty hot dogs anymore unless you're a member? That's true. You have to have a Gang, card. gang, baby. That's the real That's card right. you got to make clack now. Shit. I make that clack. Secret, the biggest, best secret you can do at Costco is you don't have to be a member to buy like the liquor. And so that's like a thing that like they'll tell you also like you can just walk in and get your get it's very cheap but uh, i was what i was going to say was about um milk and stuff like that like northgate you know you know gonzalez market and all that kind of stuff they have like the they have like three levels of milk right go ahead they got the super generic no family label, value the the great value or whatever yeah. like yeah mm -hmm, for like you know 395 a gallon mm -hmm. or whatever it's like okay that's pretty good and it actually tastes a little bit different than like altadena you know mm -hmm. which is like there you go yeah and then you can get the like you know whatever organic you know horizon or whatever that's like 
eight ninety five a gallon, you know. But then you're but you're paying Jesus. for like it's got the sweet little label with the cow and the and the, but the great value one, no label, looks terrible, whatever. Like it's just like it's literally a, cheap, sticker yeah. that a sticker that says family milk, great value. Drink this in three eight. days. Yeah, you know. But and you get the it cow because, told her too. It's like, hey, I'm giving you this milk. You got five yeah, days to drink yeah, this fucking exactly. gallon, bro. And so <laughs> milk. Mm-hmm. And then I have I have With people an e. people in the dairy <laughs> industry are like insiders. They're like, bro, it's all the same stuff. Don't it's all. Is it's it really? Like, no, I don't know. I feel like you, you can look t- like a milk insider, bro. I'm full of milk right now, dude. You just told us there was three different tastes, so I don't. I think the same. I know there is. I think that there is and you're paying for that you know you know who doesn't care about prices who is it the children the offspring of celebrities (laughs) the offspring of celebrities especially when these when these offsprings (laughs) unite and create one mega celebrity offspring this past month in october francis bean cobain married riley hawk look at these guys that's tony hawk's son and that's kurt cobain and courtney love's daughter Yep. They just I don't married. see their parents in either of them, do you? I see Kirk Cobain in her, do you? I guess. Yeah. His eyes. I, I see a little eyes. Tony Hawk in her and him. <laughs> in her. Oh, That'd be wrong. <laughs> that would be horrible. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's crazy. Because then to top it off, the cherry on top, the dude from REM, Michael Stipe, was the one. That's me at your Mary. wedding. <laughs> that's me <laughs> blessing your vows. <laughs> He's the Losing one that was there. <laughs> Like, how does this happen? That's, that's, that's just crazy. That's what a whole what happened? Michael, Michael Stipe was the preacher. He was the one ordained to oh. marry them that day. And I wonder if he does that for other people, if they're just like, hey, Michael Stipe, you want to do a wedding? Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. Sure, let me get on the internet. People. I went on a little deep dive on Frances Bean, because I remember Uh-oh. her being very little when the whole Kurt Cobain issue and everything happened, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, Four. that sucks. I was like, oh, that sucks. I mean, that was like, 94. Yeah, I was like, that, that's horrible. Poor kid. I and then I looked up, and it's, I guess she didn't do very bad for herself. She's very low Oh, she's key. doing fine. Yeah, you don't ever see her in the news. <laughs> she or can afford all three milks. All the milks, yeah. bro. She's like, I'll take one of each. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and she just dumps out two of them for fun. Altadena only. Is that the move? I don't live in San Diego. Hey, that's the move? That's how you drop dick on fools, huh? You just bring out that big I feel like such a douchebag. I just pretend to dump out milk wearing a pinky ring. The orange cat milk, and you're yeah. just fucking shooting a music mm-hmm. video, bro. With the little... No, instead uh, of like, <laughs> instead of no, instead of instead of like the expensive champagne. That's the new milk. move. Bro. Okay. We're on a Rolex. Yeah, we'll be We're gonna day. do it. I went down, the deep, down the deep dive. She's been married before, Uh-oh. so she was married for this dude like for less than a year, I think, like six months or something, and she ended up losing her dad's guitar. Oh, yeah. In the divorce, yeah. no, to the dude, bro. Yeah. That guitar was like the iconic one. I guess he did the uh, Bean Cheese Smells Like Teen yeah. Spirit. No. And, and, he, and he did everything oh, with that guitar. That was the iconic but guitar. That was like the only thing he got from it, but it's enough. Bro, he, no, it's enough. Yeah. he fucking flipped that guitar for $6 million. You don't need anything else. That's no, all That's good. all you needed in that divorce. Well, that's what you value. Well, that would be crazy. You guys are musicians, some some <laughs> more than others. You were listening to BJ in the Is there something that you have gifted your children, which you hope that they do not lose in some sort of future relationship or anything mm-hmm. like that? Joshua Kemble, the mic is yours. Oh, hey. Hey, brought to you by Sure S58. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. <Just> <laughs> No, I think I have a pretty good vinyl record collection that's, um, I try to, every time I put one on and someone, one of the kids is around, I'll tell them about how I got it, you know, what it means to me, if it's something special, um, or, and my CD collection, to be honest, I got some pretty crazy stuff that you can't get on compact disc and cassettes, whatever, I have less of those, but, uh, anyways. I have your first release on, on cassette. 
kids, I don't have it. Got to got to talk to Uncle Steve. Over What's here. up, guys? I'm, I might wheel and deal one there <laughs> for you, Uncle Pendleton. Um, <laughs> we got so that, and then like any any music instruments that we have around the house and stuff like that, of course. And I always tell them like, you, you know, guys are all very musically inclined. Yeah, you. We've spoken many times on this podcast before, and you've told me that <laughs> you just you just kind of have musical <laughs> instruments strewn along the house. Yes. Like maybe uh, 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 El Cajon over here. Mm-hmm. Maybe some tambourines over there. El Cajon. It's not just the city. It's also a box. And maybe uh, you also have like a guitar or mm-hmm. a kazoo. You just have musical the instruments newest thing everywhere. Where, yeah, Eden, the, my daughter just got an acoustic bass. Ooh, so she, yes. I love acoustic basses. It sounds yeah. cool, man. The it best. sounds really cool. So we got some, yeah, guitars, um, electric, uh, mini strats, whatever, u- ukulele, um, all kinds of fun Stuff. I don't know if that was the proper way to say that. How do you say it? Ukelele. Without the hand. Ukelele. No, I think that I, I want to pass down this sense, I, I and I've said this before, is like I want to pass down the sense of why I do what I do. You know, why why do we give back? Why do I even want to give back? Why do we move into the inner city and do things or work with nonprofit orgs when I could be doing something corporate or whatever? It's because that's, for one, I would get bored you know, doing something like that for me personally. But also I came up as a person who didn't have much, right? I came up, my mom was on food stamps and welfare. And so we lived like that. So, you know, and somebody trained me something in the restaurant world or in the music world. And, and, and then they said, you know, don't ever stop learning this stuff because it's stuff that gives back and keeps going into the community. And they said community, they were talking about maybe their industry, but I was thinking like, you know, my apartment complex yeah, or like yeah, the, yeah. the neighborhood or the city or whatever. Now more than ever, man, with so much shit going on around the world. Dude, you never so much know. that I can't even control You or don't explain. know when these things are going to come into play. Things, traits, don't, certain trades. I was reading a news article that said in less than 50 years, there will be more of a need for plumbers, electricians, and all. Because they stopped teaching it in school. Yeah. Like, you're going to have. It. Yeah. And they're. And, the and, trades. And since people want to know about, like, the nuts and bolts of it, like, financially, they said a, a pinche plomero, a plumber, is going to be making a lot more money than a doctor in the, the timeline of life. Why? Because of the school and what it costs mm-hmm. to become a, a doctor and the loans that you have to get in order to become that doctor mm-hmm. and what you have to do throughout the timeline to pay it off. Whereas in two years, you'll get that trade at a trade school. And you'll be, you know, fortunately with the Emo Brown Foundation, we were able to mm-hmm. gift a couple of scholarships to students that wanted to take their talents to a trade school and procure some yeah. sort of trade like that yeah. and continue their learning and educational process there. There is more in that, I feel, than in a four-year university. You know, if a four-year university degree, a communications degree is not going to get you saved You're a good if, if war breaks out. <laughs> If the bottom of this uh, financial world we live in completely diminishes and there's nothing left, you know what is going to help? Somebody who can, you know, make bread. Somebody who knows how to process uh, undrinkable water and make it drinkable. Somebody who knows how to, you know, do some sort of plumbing. Electricians. All of these people that have these traits are going to be of more value. A mechanic fool. The older we've gone, do you know how relevant and how important and how much of a necessity a reliable Changing and loyal? Re, oh, you don't know how to do that? Yeah, I took auto shop in school. How do you, fool? How <laughs> do you? Can hey. I say that? Because I don't know if a lot of people do that. No, yeah. I know. They don't teach it in school anymore. So they should. They, you know, not every school has a culinary program, which mm. they sh- should at least have something. Home ec. We need to be self-sustainable, it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. In, we, to a degree, yeah. Yeah, we need to learn how, especially when you have a family. You know, I, I feel you need to learn the basics of survival and how to make things happen. When everything else is done, when the Wi-Fi goes out, bro, 
when the electricity is gone. That's when you find out who you really yeah. are. And you're living, you're living <laughs> like what do we do? Like the family on Little House on the Prairie. You're living like the Ingles, bro, because there's nothing. You better figure some shit out. You better learn how to churn some butter. Learn how to braid your hair. Some shit, dog. Braid someone's hair. That's what Laura Ingalls had those braids when she ran down the hill, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) What a great show, fool. That was good. Laura Ingalls Wilder on Little House of the Prairie starring Michael Landon. Reminds me of chicken noodle soup. I don't know why. Who was your favorite on that show? Mine was Mary Ingalls because she would go blind. She later would on, go the, blind. Yeah. she ended up going blind. Every episode, she went blind. And the last five minutes, no, it was like she went blind and she made I it. I never work. got Spoiler into it. Alert. I always watched the end, the uh-huh. credits, because then the Muppet Show was on after. That's right. Bam, 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 bam. So yeah, um, yeah, we used to. Yeah, I'm the, taking us down a dark stories. path today. Fool. You're taking us down a dark path. Let's talk about scary stories. You're dark, Steve. Today, you're all dark colors, all black, everything, all black, everything. Yes, I am. I am. I'm turning into that guy. Uh-oh. And in this last Everybody month, out of the room. this you last month of being in like a funk, bro, of not being able to get out of it, because I swear, dog, I've never felt so overwhelmed. What's going on, brother? It's all good now, hopefully. Knock on all of the woods. It is. Um, just give better fucks. You give better fucks, get better problems. Uh, that's true. Uh, but it, it, I just, I couldn't sleep. I had, my anxiousness was like at an all-time high. And this whole time, I'm just trying to focus on, on wifey and, and the kids. Mm-hmm. But you can't. Because real life shit is going on. You got to handle it. You got to put out fires. Oh, okay, put that one out. Oh, shit, now I got to put that fire. Okay, now put, now what else is coming? Oh, fuck. Pop, pop. So it's, it's just crazy. It's, it's been a shitty month. So I feel like this, all of it, I was like, I need to be, I need to arm myself with the tools needed yeah. to make it out the other end. The and book I think, yeah. motivated me to prioritize my fucks. And I'm mm. wondering... <laughs> <laughs> For somebody just tuning in, it's the same. Barry <laughs> has learned how to prioritize his fucks today. This, this book is the same tenet as like is like like your um, like management books or like a, a business accountability or anything like yeah. that. The seven habits and the all seven that. Habits, it's all like, it's that. like prioritizing. You can't prioritize a hundred things, mm-hmm. even if you have a long list. There's one priority. At a t- you can't do all of the stuff. I always, you know, to do lists should not be more than three things, or you know what I mean. And it's fucked up and like. Selfish as it sounds, it's the same thing as I'll tell you on an airplane. Like you got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of anybody else around you. Because you can't help them if exactly. you. That is the best so, metaphor. That was the hardest thing for me was but putting myself on that metaphor. List, I never practiced yeah, myself. The best metaphor sure. is realizing that sure. I can't help my family until I'm in a position that I can help myself. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, if I'm gone, I'm not going to be here to help my family. So we got to take it whether it's eating better, whether it's doing more physical activities, just taking care care of yourself. Giving better fucks, doing all of those things. I feel like I realize that now. I just can't take it when he looks me in the eye and says that. <laughs> you need to give a right better fuck, bro. Soul, right in your soul. Barry, take us down a happy path, bro. I see some of your notes on here. There's some good notes on here. Give me, give me a good story. Here's a funny one. How Go about ahead. that? All right. Netflix Uh-oh. is planning on opening up some physical locations. Netflix. Netflix. Okay. The streaming service that started off as a red box outside of 7-Eleven mm. where you could, you know, get your DVDs and stuff. I still got a red box fucking DVD I never read. Wait, well, red, red box, box is different. Yeah. No, so oh. Netflix before, well, no, actually, they were a mail service, right? They weren't yeah. even the red box. Red yeah. box is red box. So uh, anyway, taking down a dark path, fucking Netflix is opening some physical stores and Blockbuster had the perfect reaction. Let's see. They basically just tweeted out something that said, like, uh, we see what you're doing, and we should tell you something. This is how this goes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, should we tell you how this ends? So I saw that, and they, they did, like, a uh, a little video yeah. of the timeline of when it first started mm-hmm. to when it ultimately came to an end in 2008. 
at its peak, bro, there was over like 30,000 stores or 300,000. It started with a three. It was everywhere. They were everywhere. There was so many, and it started slow. And then, like, there was so many blockbusters everywhere. And then ultimately, there was like five, four, three, two, one. There was even mom and pop VHS rental places. Like, it's crazy. Dude, I had memberships at all of them. Yeah. I had over here on Oxford. I had a friend. I was 17, and he was like 16. He was a singer in my band, and he liked pornography. So I was like, I got you, bro. I would get the, I would get the. What a weirdo! Membership. I mean, what sixteen-year-old yeah. boy in a band likes porn? Yeah, and oh my beard. <laughs> <laughs> my mom would be like, "Are you getting pornos for that little perv?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I would get for myself the faces of death. With ultimately, last week I found out they were all fake. All of this <laughs> yeah. world we Ruined live in is fake, fake, bro. Unreal. Unreal. Actually, I don't know what's gonna happen to Netflix. Netflix, they're doing good. Why they're fuck around right with something? Yeah, why do. fuck around with they something? They got the money to fuck around. And, like, all this, like, SAG after strike stuff, they're mm -hmm. just looking for new ways to make money, I bet, because they're not making any more products. So they're like, well, how do we present our products in a new way? I don't know. If you bring out 90210, like, the early years and put them on Netflix, bitch, yeah. I will watch it. They don't listen to Steve anymore. No. It's true. Don't, I watched the Suits they, series. We I saw them get the off the subscription series. list. It was a really bad day when Netflix quit. <laughs> they were not Emo Brown members. Dude, how, how awesome is just re-upcycling old series? Dude, Suits was gone, dead, left for forgotten. People just started watching it because they just put it on. And I was one of those people. Now they're going to revamp it, bring it back, and start a new season on it. Yep. So it's like there is a plethora of, of products and series and just like uh, old shows that you can bring back and make it work. See, you're part of the problem, though, because everyone's – like the same thing, like, oh, this made me feel good. Make it again. Make it again. Make it again. Yeah. Got to make new shit Why? and experience new things that make you feel good because that's how you grow. It's the same story being told over and over with different actors and just a different. Doesn't have to be. Uh, Our friends from Who Goes There taught us that about horror movies. Like, every movie. The Wailing. Needs, every I've never movie seen a movie an origin like that. story. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, scary movies, Marvel movies, whatever. Origin stories are hot. I love those. You know, when you figure out why. Maybe, I mean. You only see Uncle Ben die so many times before you realize <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah. You did this. It's your fault. The rice guy? <laughs> but even before the, the origin. <laughs> wow. Uncle's dead? Wow. Wait a wow. boomer that up. But like, uh, oh. you know, just origins of what, all that stuff. It's fun to figure out, you know. They didn't do a very good job with Darth Vader, but whatever. They could do. But those are fun to figure out. Well, where he's not a fan of the prequels. Let me bring you back into the dark side. Oh. All right, Pete Matthew gothic. Perry. Wow. Oh. In a hot tub. I'll be there. Cardiac for arrest. You. Dude, I was a... No, I don't know ahead. if I was a big Matthew story. Perry no fan or if I was just a big Friends fan, but he was in a bunch of good movies. Um, I enjoyed the movie with... He was uh, in good movies. Yeah, he was he, in good movies. I enjoyed the movie with Salma Hayek. Yeah. I, the well, Fools Rush In. Fools Rush In, bro. Yeah, that's a good, good movie. That's a classic. That's a movie. Come on, bro. Matthew Perry. Especially after, like, you want to say it was a, a, a triumphant story. You know, he was uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel with his addiction, all of the things. Came out with this book, aired out all of his dirty laundry. You know, it may have burned some bridges and pissed some people off along the way, but ultimately that was his therapy. That was his way of coming to grips with everything that he went through, only to just kind of like have his heart give out and him drown. What does that tell you, bro? My sister-in-law said like, hey, <sighs> you got to stop playing pickleball. There it is. Was, yeah. If you want to make those like, connections. Pickleball is the curse of your health. Mm -hmm. Don't like, go what? in hot tubs. <sighs> Or, yeah, pickleball and hot tubs. Yeah, oh, don't put them. Man. Don't put them together. Wifey's wi wifey was was a little butthurt about it. She's a big yeah. Friends fan. I don't know if I was a big Friends fan. I don't know. You don't have the Matthew Perry poster up in your room. Anymore? I don't. No, no, no. I don't. I will have the the girl who sings uh, Smelly Cat. Phoebe. Smelly Cat. Phoebe yes. What are they feeding you, Smelly Cat? 
I don't know, man. I feel bad. Although, it's, wifey and I did take a picture at the little fountain in New York. We um, are weenies. <laughs> you didn't go to the uh, Central Perk? Central Perk? No, yeah. that doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. No, it's Actually, it's out thing. here, isn't it? Because they filmed it all at uh, Universal. Did they really? I think so. Damn, I guess you were a fan. Who was your favorite friend? I've been to Universal Studios. <laughs> Who was your favorite friend? Marcel. Who's that? The monkey. monkey. Oh, <laughs> dude, you, hey, that's a deep cut, dog. Oh, my God. Friends. No, I like friends. But, like, I don't know. It's I'm not like... Yay, anybody's gone, but like, uh-huh. I don't know when a celebrity goes. I'm not like one of those people that goes, like, Oh, why'd they take it? It's like, Wifey is. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman and Matthew Perry hit her hard this year. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman, I get it. You know, I get it. We grew up watching like all Pee Wee's Playhouse and all that stuff, but sad times, bro. Yeah. The deaths don't end there, though, Angel. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes it happened on the hockey rink. Oh, no. <laughs> no. This weekend in Nottingham. Nottingham. That's in England, across the pond. Nottingham, England. See what I did there? England. There was an accident on the rink, Angel. Some dude was just doing his thing, skating. And if you see the video, I don't want to influence anybody in any which way. But if yeah, you watch that video, this is an open warning. case. There is a warning. There will be slashing. There, there is a Halloween. dude. That is a low blow hockey joke. You probably don't even know there's a slash. Anyway. Yeah, there's. And then there <laughs> will be bloodshed and somebody pass. Our respects and thoughts and prayers to the family. That's crazy. But now there's controversy. Did the hockey player do it on purpose, or was it accidental? I didn't know anything. I don't know anything about hockey. I think I've been to, like, half a hockey game. You know, I, I was there, and I was like, I got to get out of here. This is horrible. So then I was watching this in the morning, <laughs> and I saw it, and it, it looked like the, the, one of the guy, the, the accusee, kind of threw his leg out and just kind of sliced the throat of the person who passed away. That's horrible. Thoughts? Again, it's... An open case, so I'm not trying to sway anybody anyway. But I don't think that would be something you do on purpose. Like, no matter how mad you are at someone, like, to do that on the ice, that is so not much something you do on purpose. So I feel like maybe, yeah, his leg was out, but I don't think he was trying. And just think of how, like, perfectly timed, how perfectly accurate, and how much you have to practice that move to be able yeah. to get someone in such a small zone. They're padded the fuck up, you know? To get someone in such a small zone, I don't think it was, like, a, a happy Gilmore situation where he's I don't like know taking anything. off his ice, his ice skating, like, you know. I'll preface this by saying I don't know shit about hockey. Yeah. So I don't know how often somebody gets taken out and they go, like, skates overhead. Do you think you forward. could leg kick me in the throat first shot right now? Uh, without, go. Skates? <laughs> without skates? Without skates? Standing on the ground. Oh, I got you, fool. I got you. Show me a leg kick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got a you, leg kick. I didn't even say the word right. High kick. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just think about like how hard it is to actually accurately That's like nuts. high kick someone like at a UFC fucking like level of. So why accuracy. are people quick to say no? This guy did it on purpose. Maybe they have beef or something. Yeah. I don't know. But like uh. again, it's very specific to be like. It seemed like a throat. very athletic move to, to make uh, that shit happen. And it was the roll best. the not tape, to me. Angel. Luckily, it's not up to roll me. Roll the tape. <laughs> Let's let people decide. So here you are going down the hockey rink. Warning: This video contains graphic material. Oh, that just sounds horrible. See, there it is. So quick. And it was like, ah, it looks like he kicked him. It almost looked like he I did mean, that. I mean, there was definitely a kick, but again, like, he's not even looking. Like, oh, like how fast they were going, going too. Oh, like, just think about, like, stop playing this. Yeah, right? yeah, uh, but, like, think about the difficulty the guy, of trying to do a high kick the and then try to do that on ice skates, moving while, like, you're already being hit by someone else. Like, to say that that's yeah, on purpose. Somebody else hit him and pushed him. For the like, longest time, I would use anyways. the excuse that um, I'm a Mexican, I'm a tropical fellow, I don't do things on ice. 
and I've proven my theory correct as I've <laughs> broken an ankle or at the very least severely sprained an ankle at the UTC rink with my wife because I ate shit the first time we went to go there. Uh-huh. I've eaten shit uh, at Big Bear on snowboarding. I am just not good on ice. Smirnoff ice? So I could not do it. He's I've definitely not good on Smirnoff ice. No, I've been iced. I've seen him at his worst. <laughs> that just seems very difficult, man. Yeah. Oh, man. No, good, no. Respect, prayers, all of the things for the families and everything involved. What a crazy time. Hey, Steve. But wait, the deaths aren't done yet. How do you want to die? How do I want to die? I mean, if we have a choice, peacefully, I guess. That's it. I don't want to die drowning. I was going to say. That seems horrible. I don't want to die burned. No, that'd be bad. You know? If I, I don't know. Like, if somebody's going to shoot me, if somebody's going to shoot me, I'm going to be like, yo, let me just inject this heroin in my arm really quick. <laughs> like, I'll let Never me do, to try this. Let me do the dirty work for you, dude. Like, let me, you know, and that's it. Yeah, and I don't want to go that handle. way either. That's uh, a terrible way to go. Yeah, but I don't want to. I want my family to be able to see me in a casket. Mm. You know, like I, I feel if I fry, if somebody burns me, or if I'm or I'm a cut. In, oh, I, I never know. thought about that. Yeah. I never thought about the after. I was yeah. talking oh. about like the during. Yeah, you're so you're so like I'm in the present, baby. You're yeah. so conceited. <laughs> you got to think of everyone else, not just about yourself. That's fool. a Scorpio power. Speaking yeah. of bougie, Barry. You guys know the eight signs if you're bougie as fuck? Oh, gosh. <laughs> what is that? Actually, mean? it's just uh, there are new signs that you're middle class, baby. Actually, upper middle class because there's middle and then there's middle plus. What are we? We're middle, right? We're like thick in the middle of things. I might be seeing the cusp of middle. I'm low class. It's fine. It's all good. All right. Eight key signs you've made it to the upper middle class. Why do they have to be white? All right. Whatever. Uh, exactly my point. <laughs> One. Upper middle class defined, they say that people in the middle class and upper middle class may both benefit from a higher standard of living, less okay. financial stress, mm-hmm. more financial freedom or stability. However, there are some differences between the two tiers. Go ahead. One has commercials. Mm. <laughs> and here they are. No, um, basically what it got into was just like, you're able to go on more vacations. Oh. You don't have any debt. You Does Disneyland on a monthly basis continue? Is that, a, is that a vacation? That's me seeing the cusp. See? <laughs> <laughs> the way my checking account, my savings account is set up. If I have a Dole Whip while at Disneyland, am, yeah. I, am I excelling? That's bougie. Oh, That's bougie. Get it, guy. Yeah. Get no, it. No, but like basically they're just talking about like people who have, uh, they own property that makes you upper middle class. Like all the things that used to be like the standard middle class is now going up a level. So it's like if, if you thought you were middle class before, get ready. Um, it's going up. It's basically the, the theme of that story. So how do you feel about being upper middle class? <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility just to maintain, dog. Older, just to yeah. maintain wherever the fuck we are. Yeah. Whatever class we're in is just hard. Because these kids are getting older, they're eating more. These kids are getting older, they're doing more. And every activity that they do comes with a cost. And that cost seems to be increasing every year. Anytime we go out to dinner now, it's no longer just like, I'll have a fucking quesadilla. Or I'll have, I'll have one taco. These motherfuckers are having the same plates I'm having now. So it's like, oh, shit, you're staying home while we go out to dinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just hard work to maintain any lifestyle, whether it's the maintaining lifestyle, which is the one that we abide by. And it's like, it's just hard, bro. Because look, I'm a business owner. Mm-hmm. So I go the way of the business, which whichever way our businesses are going. It's like, oh, you know what? This month's going to be a little tight, guys. We got to pay some state tax. We got to pay some this tax. We gotta... So it's like, oh, it's crazy, That's yeah. what, which is why I have a job. Which is why wifey is, is uh, tinkering with the idea of, of, of accepting an, uh, an offer for a job. So it's like, oh, okay. I'd, I'd like to live in the middle class, like in the high middle class. That'd and be sick. 
I think it's a problem that they're even like identifying the different levels. Because honestly, yeah, there's a big disparity or a big uh, what's the word difference between yeah. like you know disparity the, was good for disparity. Goal, right. disparity. Yeah, just because you wore a just because you wore a hockey outfit doesn't mean or, you got a. So we got. I was gonna make a bad joke. I was gonna make <laughs> yeah. a very bad. Joke. I didn't even know we were gonna talk about hockey today. <laughs> no, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> We uh we have the different levels and we can see them, but I feel like it's really like a level of accessibility that like we don't focus on. Like, if you think like, oh, my neighbor over there has a bigger house, don't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. He's still your neighbor. You can yeah. go talk to him. You'd be like, yo, dude, you want to come over having a barbecue? Like, whatever. You can. Never that. don't. But they do. Never that. They can. But like, try to go like <laughs> talk to your governor. Like, you know, uh, like that's a different level. And I'm gonna get in my conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy hat theory, right now. Theory, theory, theory. That's what we should be focusing on. And like these little articles always come out they're like, your neighbor is five dollars richer than you. He must be doing better. But really what it is is like pay attention to this shit while like the people who you can't even fucking talk to, mm, can't even access, can't invite to the barbecue. Those motherfuckers keep getting set, like further and further away from us faster than you're getting further from me or like you know, like me from Ed. Like we're all closer than any of us to that level. And, and I'm not what? just trying to call out Gavin Newsom, but I'm just saying like fucking like, you know, like the level of like accessibility is really where you notice like it's uh, a matter of perspective too it's a matter of perspective because if you have a rich dude he'll trade with somebody else in a split second if you ask one of us we'll trade up any moment of the day or should we i feel like the richest people are the ones who wake up every morning with their family healthy and ready under a a, a roofed house and they have meals and they have things to do that's a victory bro mm -hmm. that's already a victory if, if i can get up and my family has Clothes to put on, to go to school, eat food, do their thing, come back, and we can do that on a consistent basis. Victory. That's all the fuck I need, bro. Exactly. I don't need more than that. I, I, I do enjoy food. I, I do, do enjoy food. I do enjoy <laughs> freshly baked sourdough. A nice bun. Sourdough. I got you. And those are the things I enjoy. Oddly enough, I have a question before we wrap this episode up. Okay. And I ran about my wife because I was going out for my jog. A little. I started my jogs again. I, I did everything this fucking month to fucking combat stress and whatever. Dude, I was like, all right, going for a jog, get all dressed. And I'm running and getting ready to go and leave. And I go by one of my neighbor's houses. And uh, <laughs> this lady was coming out in Spanish. She was like, ay, perdón. Uh, How pena. do you come out in Spanish? She, okay. She was She was. She <laughs> was leaving. Door, like, she was leaving. Ha, ha, ha. And she's like, disculpa, excuse me. Que pena. Oh, my God. How embarrassing. Me puedes ayudar con mi blusa? Can you help me with my blouse? And I was like, what? Like, I was like, what do you mean? She's like, can you help me in Spanish? Can you help me zip up my blouse? Now I stopped and I took a look around and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Is somebody playing a trick <laughs> on me? camera? <laughs> look for the camera. Because I get in the most Larry David fucking moments ever, bro. I'm like the Mexican, yo soy Lorenzo David. <laughs> I get in all the Larry David fucking moments, bro. And I'm thinking, I was like, what the fuck is this shit for real? And she's I, I have an interview and I can't get the zipper up and like on the back. And, and, I, and she turned around and I saw, I was like, all right, cool. It's not like ultra revealing or anything. It's like on the middle. So I zipped it up and I said, okay, cool. And I just this continued in the running. middle of the street? Yeah, fool. Like, just yeah, like, I feel like you're on safe. the side. Like, like, yeah. Come inside and, and zip up my blouse. So I, I called my wife. He's like, yo, you're not going to believe this bugging over this. Some lady just asked me to zip up her fucking blouse. She's like, what? And you did it? You're crazing. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, shit. I called you because I thought it did the right neighborly thing, fool. So nope. don't invite your neighbors over for your little carnita salad. No, don't do anything for your neighbors. <laughs> Never. Never, dude. Because I was like, oh, shit. She's like, no, Only you got to be careful. Trouble. Next day, we were at Costco buying two gallons for $5. 
And then we go in there, bro. And I don't know if I have a fucking sign on me that says. Some guy asked you to zip up his pants, me, didn't he? Ask me anything. You know, this little old lady comes up to me. Excuse me. Can you help me with my iPhone? I told her no. I said, I can't. My wife won't allow me. Sorry, I'm married. <laughs> Ma'am, I can't speak right. to you. I'm married. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was like, I'm not going to talk to anybody, fool. I no, find no. myself in these Larry David moments on the regular. Would you have zipped up this lady's uh, blouse? I mean, yeah, it's like not a like sexual thing. She like literally phone came call up to from you your wife. Street. Now, again, if she was like, <laughs> excuse me, I need help zipping up my blouse. Can you come inside? I'd be like, uh, no. Oh, you took it to the next level. Yeah, because I'm saying like there's fine, dude. Joshua, would you have zipped this lady's blouse? I had neighbor. First question was by my wife, how old is she? Oh. And I said, and I said, older than me. Did you check ID? Yeah, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I'm gonna have to see your ID before. I was like, she was older than me, and we know that we're neighbors. She she lives there, yeah. and she's seen me playing like wiffle ball with the kids right. in the front yard. Yeah. You know, so I feel it was a moment of like, oh shit. Well, I know this fool. Let me let me see if this fool's gonna is gonna be down to zip up my blouse. As long as she's not like showing up at <laughs> your house tomorrow, and like, can you help me again? Like, well, exactly. And, and the know? thing was, I told wife, he's like, the most awkward thing would have been one of us going out on one of our nightly walks with the dog, the family, and then she comes up, she's like, thank you for the other day. Oh no! And I was like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, what oh, the perfect. fuck? You help me with my yeah. blouse. And she, wife went, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, it's because I helped her zip up her blouse. What? You know what I mean? I was like, I just, I called. No, my you mom. handled it well. All right. And she's entitled to her reaction. Everybody is. All of us. But I don't feel like that's you. a big issue. I don't feel like helping Joshua. your neighbor zip up her blouse is a big issue. Would you have zipped up the blouse? BJ, professional blouse zip, zipper. Yeah, with his that's teeth. How the, no. the B but says it might also, not. you explained the scenario well. Like she, you, she feels like she knew you. You're. I safe, think so. You're a safe jogger. I feel like, like that. You're, you're, you know, you're the family guy on the street. Whatever. Maybe she like, just asked everybody. Maybe that's her move. She's seeing, okay, I'm not going to kill him. It'd be different. Like, if you walk <laughs> in, you hear it again, like, excuse me, sir, or somebody else walking out. Yeah, like, or somebody else. But this like, is just the time you, and era we live in. Right, yeah, but I don't think it was, I don't think it was lascivious or anything like that. She's whoa, whoa, like, whoa, 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 what? Lascivious. I don't think I'm going to take had, that. That sounds like a name for your next band, huh? I don't know what that means. I'm going to take that shit. It's disrespectful. What the fuck Lord did you just say? Lord lascivious. I don't think she had ill intent. Oh, Okay. Like, and you know, she's like, she said it kind of nicely. She's like, oh, here's a guy jogging. There were no tents on my side either, friend. Hello. (laughs) Then you're safe. I mean, in that instance, yes. She wasn't like, she was, because she was already fully dressed. She's like, oh, hey. But it was kind of, the only thing that's weird to me is like, you were just, she happened to be on her porch looking for a a No, she was leaving and going into her car. And I was like already about All to All of like, a sudden, yeah. this man jogs up. Yeah. Maybe she was going to ask You're the boss. You're perfect for this job. Come over yeah. here. I need you to zip yeah. up my zipper. Hello, neighbor. And there I was. So yeah. it's kind of weird. Ever the helpful neighbor. Situation. It's kind of a weird situation, but I think I haven't seen you, her since it's happened. I think you did the right thing, and it was, Maybe she moved. It was innocent. I told the wife it was easier just to do it and leave than to and give I her a I think you did the right thing by immediately telling yeah. two, two other people about it. You know? <laughs> yeah, so you Accountability. So it didn't come up later while you're on the walk and be like, she's like, hey, neighbor, thanks for zipping up my blouse. You know, and the, that makes it really yeah. awkward. I don't think it was, I think it was awkward in the what moment. What you should have done and is it was have gone. like a FaceTime and just like, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. <laughs> he goes live on Emo Brown. Like, I uh, called Chris. Hello, guys. Like, doing good in the hood right now. Next yeah. time I'm just going to turn on the little face and be like, I am now zipping up her zipper. <laughs> yeah. So I th- hands are free. Goodbye. Yeah. I think, I think it end, It probably ended well. And, and she's, you know, if you know her, she's, you guys have seen each other in the, in the neighborhood or whatever. She's not like. Knocking on your door or anything like that with, you know, hey, more things. I don't know. Yeah, come over whenever you want. Never. Or, that. Oh, she wasn't. It didn't seem weird. I'll tell you that right now. Well, no like one is allowed from, in my uh, house, bro. No one is allowed in my house. All right, we'll smoke on the fucking treehouse. I've been at. I've been in. You've been in the treehouse. Tree yeah. All right. Never mind. People are allowed. Whatever. I don't think. House I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I I help people. You know, on my staff in the kitchen or whatever, like tying yeah. aprons behind their. You know, like like it's something. Yeah, but you know them. But you don't have to have. 
I guess it, it, it depends on the motive that you have as the person tying or zipping or whatever. It's like, you know, and their motive is like utter confusion. Could you please tie this for me? Because <laughs> I have a fetish for people like touching my back or whatever. It's like it's, it wasn't like it doesn't sound like it was like that. Yeah. And he didn't read it like that. He wasn't like, oh, she's going to like, like here's this. my opportunity. to yeah. zip up. You know, it was lascivious. Like, yes. Joshua. Steve. Thank you for coming down today. We appreciate you visiting us here in Chula Vista <laughs> all the way from Mount Helix. What is that? La Mesa? La Mesa. Barry, any wrap-up words? Yes. On Saturday, I'm going to your neighborhood rapping. <laughs> uh, I picked up a gig at O'Sullivan's Irish Pub. Oh. 8 to 11 p.m. So come on out. What are you going to be doing? Playing music. Wait, uh, Sullivan's is having you back? Yeah. You're back, Which baby. Day? I'm Which back, day? baby. Uh, what? Which day? Uh, Saturday the 4th. Saturday the 4th. So you won't, be at, you won't be at Deftones. That is why I will not be there, God. unfortunately. Deftones? Dia de los Deftones. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a thing again? Yeah. They brought it back. Tickets, Black but, you know, anyways. Uh, other than that, though, read read the fucking book. It's good. Oh, so read this book. A fuck. This is it. After today, we no longer speak of this book. Yeah. Oh. But keep oh. it in your arsenal. Keep What's, it in your toolkit. Where do we get the info on the Emo Brown book club? Well, uh, you missed it, it last week. Next month, November, next week, we'll be starting to read A Woman Brit- in Me. A something. Woman in Me by Britney Spears. Yes. Oh, oh The Woman in Me, not the A Woman, woman in Me. Is that written by Jim Rulin? Right the, the Woman <laughs> in Me. By Jim Rulin? <laughs> is that, I don't know, is that? Jim Rulin tells the tale he of he, Britney he Spears. Because he does the music tell-all. The Woman in Me, the Britney Spears. I can't wait, dog. I already downloaded it. I already ordered the fucking. He's book. got a poster. I have the whole thing. I'm ready to go, Lexi. You don't, you're over there giggling, but I'm what gonna bring you on. What if she came out of the house? Was like, can you? I'm gonna bring Lexi blah, blah, blah. on. I'm gonna bring Lexi on so she can talk about. Brit- my fucking- sister wants to come on the show to talk about Britney Spears. Bro, all right, whatever. Oh, and what are we serious. doing the month after that? You said we're gonna do. Oh, we're gonna do the uh, Joey Diaz book. Uncle Joey. Yeah. Coco Diaz. Fuck yeah. Let's it's do cold. it, bro. Uh, I'm in. Uh, okay. Gabagool. Bye. Don't forget, you are a champion. Have a safe Halloween, and we'll see you guys next week. Later.